Okay, the setting is California, San Francisco to be exact, and the Golden Gate Bridge. What are we going to talk about? Let's find out. We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that Whoa. fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dog I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Okay, back for... Uh, oh, there we go. We got, the, we got the levels going. Come back, in high. Back for another week. Uh... So this week we watched, uh, I don't know what year it came out, but... Uh, 2006. 2006. Yeah, I was so going to say that. The 2006 documentary called The Bridge by uh, Eric Steele. Um, so basically this documentary is... Uh, this is about, about like how cool bridges are, right? <laughs> it was about, uh, basically at one point the Golden Gate Bridge was the most popular place in the world for people to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, so they took... That's uh, another thing that China took. Yeah. <laughs> Some bridge in China now that's the highest. Damn it, boys. We need a new yeah. bridge. Like, even then, they make awesome shit, yeah. and then they're like, oh, check this out. We can do this better. So, yeah. So, essentially, at one point, it was the most popular place in the world to commit suicide, and they took a film crew, um, set up there over a year, yep. uh, and they actually caught 23 out of the 24 people that jumped off the... Uh, Golden Gate Bridge that year. Yeah. Uh, and it's interviews with uh, the people who did uh, jump off, their family and friends. Yep. Kind of, you know. Leading get, up to. Leading up yeah. to like what their, their mind space or mind frame was uh, yeah. kind of before this all happened. And they actually talked to one guy who jumped off but um, survived. <sighs> one so, of, I think, like dude, six people or 20, yeah. 26 people ever who have lived since its inception. Yeah. So, Do you know what the rate of. Uh, death is if you jump like, like 99%. It's like 98%. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't doubt that. I, That's holy. Fuck. I mean, if like, if like say 20 people survive and a thousand people have jumped. Yeah. 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 Like what are those people made of? Or like the ones who do survive? Yeah. Ah, it's totally, it's random chance. Yeah. I've well, the one guy, it was his boots. Uh, the boots are key because wow, he broke wow. the velocity of the water with his good boots. Also his ankles and his femurs, but yeah, yeah man, whatever. Like, I think it, I think it all just depends on like literally the physics of how you land. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, when they jump, they're not trying to land in a safe position. Do you right think there? anyone's just like dove, like head first? Like, yeah. <sighs> I, I, swimming. Sad, sadly. Yeah. And, and survived, <laughs> you mean, or? Well, either or. Then no. no. I'm trying to make light of this like really hard. What? Dark, don't. fucked up. <laughs> Are you what? Fucking serious? No, don't. Why not? Well, then you're just going to make me cry, so. Okay, well, Fuck. crying's good. It's yeah. healthy. No, I, this, like, speaking of crying, this documentary didn't, didn't bring tears to my eyes, but it definitely made my fucking soul cry. This was not, this was not a good documentary. Really? See, and I just, I vehemently disagree. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay, so why, why do you think that this was a good documentary? Well, I think it talks about something that no one talks about. It, yeah. Like, like the, there's no way the city of San Francisco is going to be like, hey, well, check this out. Especially back in 2006. Like, you know, in recent, you know, in like the past 10 years or whatever, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we've talked a lot about mental health, you know, up in in Canada, we have Bell Let's Talk Day, uh, stuff like that. And it's kind of really kind of taken a step forward, but I don't, you know, back in 2006, like I was just starting college for the second time and like nobody ever talked to us about mental health or uh, depression or anxiety, stuff like that. So I think this was, you know, it, it shows it in a super raw, real way. Like yeah. obviously this documentary, you know, warning for people who haven't watched it before listening to us, uh, it does show people jumping off the bridge and hitting the water. Yeah. Um, That's something that we should maybe say is absolutely this documentary is, is graphic. This conversation might get graphic too. Yeah. See, like, I think like, oh, sorry. Oh, like there are, there are sources and resources out there to help people who are thinking about these kinds of things. For sure. And, and oh, can we do like an old like 90s music video that's about like child abduction? And then at the end, it's like, if you are a child that's been abducted, call 1 800. <laughs> no. Like, we get the suicide hotline to help people. <laughs> no. I'm just fucking trying to help people, man. But I think like a war documentary where it's showing like, people getting blown apart is like way more fucked oh, up for than sure. the like bodies just floating through the air. So, so just to finish why I, I think it's a good doc. So again, coming, looking at from when it was made 2006, I don't think mental health was as big of a topic yeah, that's as, a it, good as point. it is now. I think seeing, you know, just the sheer reality of these people standing on the bridge. And I mean, you can see like in some of these people, like they're sitting there pacing back and forth um, like obviously they're having a hard time contemplating what they're about to do. Yep. Um, and then kind of hearing it from the side of their family, how it affected them. Mm-hmm. That's something that people who, um, are contemplating suicide. I don't think, you know, depression is a crazy thing mm-hmm. and it just puts you in a point where, I mean, you don't even consider what it's doing to the people in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that's part of the disease, uh, a very unfortunate part of the disease. Um, but I think seeing it from the part, the view of the family and friends up there, mm-hmm. like, it, it, man, it just, it kind of brings it, I don't know. It, it, it brings it to a real spot that I, I don't think, um, a lot of people just think about like, yeah, yeah like people commit suicide. It happens. But, uh, man, hearing some of those stories and the way they talked about them and, and like, especially there's one, uh, the, the mother and father, they said, well, you know, like, you know, unfortunately, you know, he did it. We wish he didn't, but you know, if, if it means he's not suffering anymore, like, can we be that mad at him? Like, like that, yeah. You got to justify it. So we're going to continue to not support him again. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And, and, and like, that's a tough conversation to have that's a tough yeah. thing to talk about yeah yeah um and, and yeah so i mean and, and i think it, it had to show the the footage of people jumping off the ridge to really kind of anchor that point home because <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah. terrifying yeah. footage what seeing someone plummet. Yeah, yeah, i understand that. that i i don't I don't disagree a small part of me and I'd like to remove it from myself yeah. later on, but I, I don't disagree. And I did have this conversation um, prior to today that it's, it's maybe not a good choice to not show it, but what comes with showing it is almost so much more important that it can't, it can't be first and foremost. 
that is then a spectacle. It's not concern for mental health. Right. And just on a structural point, this documentary absolutely fucking did not have any kind of support or uh, awareness attached to it. There was fucking nothing. And I was holding out. I watched this over the course of two days because I was busy and I was at work and whatnot. And I was, I was still kind of positive about it. Uh, I think I had maybe half an hour left. And I was like, fuck, like, this is really heavy. I've never seen a documentary quite like this in its direction, its structure, its composition. What an intense documentary to watch at work. Oh, yeah, I've got free time, so it's, it's fine. I can, I can Hi, what do you need? Like, yeah. what's, oh my God. So I, I, the, day, the next day, I came back and watched the last half hour, and I had a pretty heavy conversation about this in the evening the first day when I came back. I had some things that I was looking for because... Uh, thus far, there was no support, there was no awareness for mental health, there was no prevention, there was no resources, literally nothing. Mm-hmm. You start off with a murky, misty shot of the Golden Gate Bridge, and you immediately cut to broad daylight, a man ejects himself from the cord, which is like the, the beam on the outside of the bridge right. that is mm-hmm. the last step. And then we just get into it, and there's nothing. There's no dialogue, there's literally nothing. This is... Admittedly, this is a stark, real documentary, but it is insensitive and it's on the verge of inhumane in my position from my perspective. So, yeah, yeah I think that there's, there's kind of, just nothing nice about it. It kind of reminds me of that, uh, was it Children Underground? That it doc where they just like were yeah. filming kids doing heroin beating the sh- or paint beating the shit out of each other? Yeah. And they're like, you didn't do anything, but. Yeah. So well, they kind of did, and this yeah. documentary is the same. I think that there was some prevention behind the scenes. They, I think they saved six people. They prevented Correct. up yeah. to yeah. maybe six jumps. Yeah. yeah, but you don't know that, <laughs> and I know that, and you guys know that because that's our job here. We we look into these things as deeply as we can, and we talk about everything that surrounds it. But if I catch this on cable TV. I'm fucking empty. Yeah. I get none of that. Yeah. I just watch people jump f- for an hour and a half. That's like that's not good. That's not positive and it's not worth it. Have you ever been on the internet? People would eat that shit up. <laughs> no, exactly. Like Which is kind of crazy. But and again, like to Mitch's point, I, I think that war documentaries leave you so much more empty. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing all this destruction and death and mayhem and for fucking what? Yeah. Like, but that being said, with what like Christian's point of like the history of the world, the, like war shit is kind of like all right. This is we're not going to figure this out in like a day. But like with the bridge of like, can we just put a net up? Yeah. Like why don't we? Why don't we just invest in well in that? And yeah. to that point, like you said, the this director, so Eric Steele, yeah, advocated for putting up higher barriers. Yeah, because I guess the railing is actually like super low. I mean, when the well, fuck this thing was made in like the fucking thirties, nineteen thirty-seven. Yeah. So they're like handrail. What are you talking about? A funny thing about that: the designer and the engineer of the Golden Gate Bridge, He, I think he was five foot right on the money. In the, uh, or maybe he was like four, eight or something. But the, the railing used to be five, five. Mm-mm. And then just before completion, the railing was lowered. There's no documentation historically of that about anything. Like there's, there's nothing of why that wow. railing was lowered. Mm-hmm. And some people, some like engineering historians have said that possibly it was because the inventor of the bridge couldn't see over the railing. So he just, like, he just wanted to see what he built. Like he wanted to see 
the perspective. Of and, and it's a beautiful one guy, view. One guy in history. Yeah, you get to see a prison. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, one guy in history. But like the like what you said, like you could easily just put a net up or like a taller yeah. fence. They did yeah. a study in uh, Montreal again, uh, on the Jacques Cartier Bridge because it's quite tall and it's the most popular spot in that area to end a life. And they put up oui, a oui. fence and there's a sister bridge. Um, I can't remember what the sister bridge is. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But it's within like a one or two kilometer uh range of the Jacques Cartier bridge. They put up a fence, an anti, uh, like a prevention fence, and the study was to see if it was uh, pushing suicides to this other bridge. It didn't. There was no increase on suicides. There was only a decrease, excuse me. And <laughs> that, that speaks for itself. The Golden Gate Bridge has a sister bridge, the Bay Bridge. I think it connects uh, Oak, Oakland and San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> it's just... Tackier, which was what one suicidologist in the States said about these studies, is that the Golden Gate is just majestic, but the Bay Bridge is tacky. So people go to the Golden Gate Bridge, but if you put up a fence there, there's a really, really good chance, based on studies, that suicides would decrease overall. They wouldn't go to the Bay Bridge. Right. They just wouldn't do it. So like Mitch, yeah, like Mitch said, like there have been rallies and organizations trying to put up preventive, preventative structures since 1953. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, yeah. like uh, Eric Steele did advocate for, for putting up higher yeah. barriers, right? And I think yeah. he said it was successful. I think so. I think from what I read, he was just, it's something that he brought up to like the council or yeah. whoever would be in charge of like the bridge authority or something, but it's, it's probably not changed. No, as far as I know, it has yeah. not changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's no nets, nothing? Nothing. No. No. There was... Like how much money does that cost? Yeah, like two uh, or three million dollars. What? Was, yeah, there's been estimates. You know how many for, like sick bombs we could make for that? You one. Get, get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, like you could kill more people with one bomb that that costs than all you the save, people who have ever killed themselves off of yeah, this bridge. That are like, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I used to work with the guy <laughs> who... I don't even know how this conversation came up when we were working, but basically his theory was that like people that are suicidal are weak bitches and oh like God. he doesn't stand for that. And Is that, that worth like, talking about right oh, now? <laughs> it was, I was like, I gotta get a new job. Holy fuck. This is hilarious. Cause okay. like what? I mean, one person's perspective. Yeah. Fair enough. But now it's on the internet. Yeah. But it wasn't no. me. And I was yeah. like, no, what? Like shit. So that's a good point. Um, this exists now in the catalog of all documentaries. It didn't win any awards. Good, because it's bad. It was at but some film festivals. Okay. Which is funny, though, like, I think the first one it was at was the San Francisco. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Like, yeah. oh, this is about the bridge. Yeah, wait a second. Oh, no. Yeah, showing this to thousands of people. Um, and we were talking before that uh, since this documentary came out, suicides increased on the Golden Gate Bridge. So, oh, yeah? yeah? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, which is... Oh, and then there was exactly a, a famous right. case but of some high school kid so who yeah. yelled Yahoo as I, he jumped. Bingo. I, I have a hard time believing that because of this, um, like there's a direct correlation that yeah. this movie. Though that's always that hard seems kind of like some yeah. Marilyn yeah. Manson like bowling for Columbine shit of like they listened to Manson and then killed everybody. And yeah. Like, yeah, it was well, a little like, deeper. What you just said, like that kid who yelled Yahoo, that was a direct yeah. correlation. He had watched the trailer for this documentary multiple yeah. sure. times. And I it, feel like that kid, like right. if someone's like that, they're gonna do some wild shit. But now, sure, it, but I mean, I think it would be a little insensitive to neglect that point at the same time, though. 
So yeah. like he watched this trailer hundreds of times and then he killed himself off the bridge. My, so like, <laughs> my argument is if he had watched this full movie and again, saw the, the guy that uh, the interview with the guy that survived mm-hmm. and said, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as my hands left that I, I regretted it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the guy that was, was taken down by the police, like they got him off the bridge mm-hmm. and seen all the interviews with the family members who said, you know, like, like, just talked about their friends and family that, yeah. that did this. Would that have changed his mind instead of just watching a trailer? Yeah. He needed to watch Harold and Maude, man. He would have got it. I guess, like, really, no, I don't know okay. what else to say other yeah. than that, like, we'll never know. For sure. And that's, that's I guess, the sad part is yeah. that this exists now in in history. This is a thing. Anyone can watch it. I found this on YouTube. I don't know if that's going to get us in trouble or not, but fuck it, it's there. I, bu- so. I bought it on YouTube. Okay, well, yeah. that's, that's strange. You, that's where you watched it from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's exactly what I meant. Um, so you this... Bad <laughs> line through audio. Holy shit. This like, is... Ex- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this exists now, and is it is it worth it for it to exist in the way that it does? I, I would argue no. And yeah, and I th- I'm on the other side. I would argue yes. Yeah. That you think that these images that were presented to <sighs> you are worth it. I think so. Because before we started recording, you were mentioning that this is uh, this is not like, okay, but you mentioned Chicken Hawk. Yeah. Like, do you think that should be buried and then like no one should watch that? So it's, it's a really delicate argument, but um, no, I don't think Chicken Hawk should be buried. Okay. For a couple of reasons um this chicken hawk was not spectacular there was in the most traditional sense that there was nothing about chicken hawk that was a spectacle yeah it's just straightforward just dark it was an exposition yeah 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 yeah. these people exist and they didn't really offer any kind of uh message behind that it's it's simply depicted yeah but what you see in this documentary are, first of all, uh, the deaths of people. Mm-hmm. I think that people can become really, really changed and hurt by things like pedophilia. But uh, there is an irreparable condition that comes along with dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get better if you die. Um, so there's that. This is insensitive in that there's no prevention or awareness or understanding of people who are feeling suicidal or who have committed suicide and what orbits them. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't hold the same kind of weight, I guess, for me, that Chicken Hawk was simply an expose. This was a spectacle that mm-hmm. on a more um, technical point, the editing and the direction by Eric Steele, not that he edited it, but his direction was simply influencing it. There are like where are all the nighttime suicides? We see six or seven uh, actual full oh, well, jumps. Kind of hard, you can't but that's like... that's it though, right? And then that yeah. like that's because it's not about suicide. Yeah, this is about the spectacle of death, and I know that it's called the bridge, not the jump. But there are no nighttime Based suicides. Based on an article called Jumpers, sure, did so you guys you're read close. It? No, I didn't read the article. It was a hard read, but better than the documentary in my opinion. Um, Do you think this documentary would have softened the edges a little bit if it was like reenactments, but like animated kind of like 
like an artsy style of um, the per- people jumping perhaps, but I, I'm kind of with Tyler um, reluctantly on this one that I think if you shy away from it, yeah. it romanticizes. It. Yeah. That's I'm like, that would be weird if it's like a cartoon body. Like, like yeah, it's, it's a little bit like softcore porn that like, yeah. you, you know what's happening and all you want to do is see it. But yeah. if that's the case, then this is about watching people die. And yeah. Tyler and I had talked earlier in the week that some people have called this like a mild snuff film. I don't really disagree. I'm not going to say that, but I yeah. I would like to talk more about it at length. But this documentary presents its con its content more as a spectacle because, and this is I think my strongest point, there are no nighttime suicides mm-hmm. that you experience in the film, mm-hmm. and there's no images of prevention because mm-hmm. they apparently saved people. Where the fuck is that footage? Oh, the, the the cops. There's the footage of the cops with the one guy when he's true. like, I gave too much information That's about true. my kids. You don't know that no. the crew had anything to do with that. No. Though. What um, I think is crazy. It's just, it's too empty. It's so fucked up that like people are on like the other side of the walkway and there's people just walking by like, oh, hey. And, like, yeah. have you guys ever, I've, I've never been in a situation where there's someone where you're like, whoa, or like. I'm, I'm like, I can't do anything, but like, should we like call someone to like help that person? But are they just like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, I have been in a situation similar to that, but it's, it's a lot different, but yeah. Yeah. Um, stopped for sure. Yeah. So like you would think that you'd be like, hold up. I'm also Canadian. So I don't know if that makes any difference. Yeah. Well, this happened in San Francisco. I I would argue that most of those people are probably tourists. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In my situation. Oh, that's what they do here. That's cool. San Franciscanians, they hang out on the other side. Well, it's funny that you use that accent, but because Kevin Hines, the yeah, that was kid funny. who survived. Excuse was, me, take picture. Yeah, he was approached by a German um, tourist couple and yeah. he was asked to take yeah. a picture and he was like, what? Fuck this. You guys don't care at all. Yeah. yeah. And then he. Well, because he was sitting there bawling his eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. And this woman says, oh, can you take my picture? And he's like. We're German. Do, we don't know emotions. Do, do you not see what I'm doing here? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like in a in a way, he was pretty young, and sure. those people may yeah. have been engaging him to try and break him out of whatever he was feeling. Yeah, maybe. And like, yeah, and like he he's telling the story from his perspective. Sure, yeah. he had some trauma happen to him shortly after. Oh, Hans, look at the bridge is so beautiful. He crying. I don't like, know why I just turned Asian. I who, lost the accent. Who knows? Um, like what they actually said to him. But yeah, there there could have been like a real engagement because they're they know. They, they could have known, they may have known what he was attempting to do or why he was there. Right. Yeah, I thought that if was he funny. Doesn't, like, if he doesn't pick up what I put down, like it's it's a yeah. real hands-off German kind of perspective that, like, you do you. Like, Dude, I imagine, do you think those that German couple saw this? There's a chance. That would be yeah. crazy. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Oh, shit, that kid jumped? No way. Yeah, I guess, so, like, I I just don't know that this documentary is worth it because it wasn't, it wasn't full of humanity enough that it, it was stark it was a good documentary for that respect they kept my class system in mind <laughs> that like they they didn't interfere with these things but is that worth it like, see and I, don't, I, I don't know i think it was full of humanity like i think like hearing the stories from the family and friends like obviously they they couldn't have stopped what happened yeah um in some of those cases some of them uh, yeah nearly like, all i would say but I mean, they couldn't have physically stopped the family it. or the crew. You mean? I think a little bit of both. Oh, the family. I don't think so. No, uh, for sure, no. But yeah. uh, but the crew, like, 
I think, you know, and the one thing I'll say, they have a lot of footage of Gene. They do. But, 93 but, minutes. But, but that's not to say that he, you know, like there was nothing um, suspicious about him walking back and forth on the bridge. Right, like he could have been a tourist from from Toronto that was hanging out on the bridge. Maybe he was waiting for someone. Like he, it's not like he climbed over and just stood there for a while. He was just standing there. You see him like turn back, look into the wind, and flip his hair. Like he doesn't look like someone that's in distress, which is another crazy thing about suicide. Like you you can't look at someone and say, "Hey, yeah, this person's gonna kill himself," unless they're holding a gun or standing on a ledge mm-hmm. uh, or something, right? Like, and I think that's another powerful. Part of it, like you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, depression is this invisible monster that uh, lives inside someone. And ooh, uh, that's good. Yeah, it is. Like I, I, I mean, have, the wording, not yeah, the invisible monster thing. I, I have uh, people who close to me that have had people uh, commit suicide in their lives, and damn, it's it's a super fucked up thing, and yeah. it, it affects more than just the person who's depressed. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, but uh, I guess I need to get out more. So, <laughs> so hang, hang around bridges, I guess. Like, no, don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Wasn't funny. <laughs> I don't fault the the film crew for, for following, because uh, a guy like Gene is the guy that they have the most um, um, footage of. Yeah. Um, because he's just kind of walking back and forth doing stuff like. Yeah, I, I I can't fault them for that, like not intervening. Yeah, but who's to say that they didn't intervene? They did call and say, "Hey, look, this guy's standing up there." Like they said, they they think that they saved six people. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that they didn't intervene with that one? Yeah, but the cops came and he said, "No, I'm just here waiting for someone." And then like it, it was literally a matter of what three seconds. Mm-hmm. By the time he's just standing there, from when he jumps up on the ledge turns around, puts his arms out, and just falls backwards. So the way you describe that and your reaction <laughs> is exactly what I'm talking about. And that wasn't my reaction what? when I watched it. That this is just an incredible, nearly heart-stopping moment for well, the viewer. For sure, but... It was spectacular, and it was dramatic. And it hey, was wait, gross. are you calling me heartless, you no, asshole? No, I'm just, I'm, it was a good yeah. example because this is just how people react. I didn't do anything really different. Yeah. Like I was like, like I was shook as yeah. I watched this because it is, it is incredible. I mean, but I, mean, I, I knew it was coming. It. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You knew it was coming and you watched a goddamn movie about it. So like they're there in person. But no, they, they I know it's coming too. But I had the advantage knowing that it's a movie about people who jump from the bridge. They had that advantage too. But no, I bet you there was a hundred people that they followed on that bridge that day or that year that walked back and forth Man, and, it, and okay. walked off the bridge. Yes. Listen, right. That's true. The film crew could have got way darker. Like they could have put like uh, bets on people. Like, hey, green, ha- green haired hat. Like, do you think he's going to jump like 20 I, bucks? <laughs> I can't or, say that they did like, or they also could have been like, hey, excuse me. Are you going to jump? Can you just put a GoPro on your head real quick? Like that might be cool footage. Um, and that would have been like, Six levels of fucked up. I don't disagree at all. (laughs) But like, I wonder, like that would be crazy. And I also did read something about the director saying that he, the worst case scenario would have been that if it got out that they were filming all, like all, like 24 hours, 
because like he didn't want people to be like, oh shit, I might get in this documentary. I'm going to fucking jump. So he's like, it was good that we kept it very hush hush. Yeah. So, so Eric Steele said when, when he interviewed the family and friends, he didn't tell them that he had footage of, of their family member um, jumping or friend. Um, wasn't like Grizzly Man with Herzog where he's no. like, hey, you want to hear the audio? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think that just, you know, he wanted them to tell their story. Of Unadulterated. Yeah. Yeah, without, yeah, yeah. Without being, and, and there's uh, a portion I was reading that said, you know, when they found out that um, they did, like they were kind of relieved that, you know, someone saw their last moment or uh, something like that. Yeah. In a, in a way, that, that brings up another small grievance of mine about the ethics of this documentary, that these people who we see on film, and I'll reiterate this, we don't see any kind of nighttime suicide. I realize how uh, unspectacular <laughs> that would be because it's dark. All you get is a splash, and the Foley guys, they may have just made those splash sounds that you hear anyways. Oh, man. Whatever. What dark Foley to make for a documentary. Yeah, exactly. So um, what you you do end up seeing is the last moments of a human being who is in the most catastrophically emotional state they've ever been in because we know that they kill themselves at Mm. the end of whatever footage they show us. So <laughs> that doesn't give them any kind of uh, permission. Like there's no sense of, um, what is that word? Like an NDA, like a filming NDA. Like I'm going to capture your face and use it on film. Yeah, they definitely don't need to get that. But the family could still well, fuck like, with them. They don't technically need to get it, but they absolutely break a sort of privacy boundary by capturing mm. the footage in the first place and putting it out there for the world to see. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's nothing to say that I can't go set up a camera at the, you know, busiest intersection here, uh, in town. Right. And set up a camera and film for 24 hours straight and then put whatever I see or have. Yeah. Documentary. Or, or it's called the corner. Boom. Yeah. Right. But you're not putting that camera there because you know that accidents frequently happen. And if you are, that's the point. And if you do, that's the point. So, so this is different though, because like this is someone in distress. Like this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. This so, reminds me of the documentary about uh, people who die with no next. I was, I was just going to bring that up. Oh yeah. We talked about this then though. Yeah. And that was still embarrassing. Like we saw like a dead rotten dick. I don't think that guy wants his, his name like, was Richard, man. Come I, on. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> dead old rotten dick. I don't think, uh, he would be super proud to be like, oh, I'm in a movie. Be like, oh yeah. my God, my bloated brown punky body, yeah. penis exposed Shit. is and all over the internet. Now, that's embarrassing. We, we can't go back and ask these people, but if, if you told uh, one of these people that jumped off the bridge that, hey, look, you know, one person that was contemplating committing suicide saw this, heard the stories from the, the, the people that it affected, and thought, oh shit, maybe I should get help. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they would be upset with this helping even just one person? No, I don't. That'd be crazy. But, <laughs> but we don't know that. Well, like, we don't know that, first of all. And second of all, it doesn't fucking matter because those people who we are talking about are dead. So who cares? They can't. I can, but they can't. And they're who matters, not me. But I, I think this serves a better purpose than showing the people... Um, dead in uh, in the 
documentary about. I absolutely yeah. agree, but that's where I think my point of its inhumanity in general comes in is that this documentary is very worth making. It's one of the most important documentaries to potentially exist in in theory, but the way that Eric Steele decided to put this out there and he sits in the viewing room and he watches the final cut that I watched and he's proud of that. So, so <laughs> eat what, a dick. Like, what? fuck you. You could have been so much more sensitive. But, you could have been fully heartwarming and embracing and you weren't. And see, and I got a completely different, I got the exact opposite from it. I don't uh, know, but I'm saying yeah. in, in terms of that you showed suicides, fine in terms of that you talk to the family and how much it means to everyone about these people losing their lives, fine, that's good. Don't exclude that, but include resources, mental health prevention, yeah. the history of San Francisco because it's incredible regarding yeah, sh- suicides. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So do you think that would have to do with It's like not bad, it's just not enough. The counter like the counterculture obviously, like they're just so counterculture out of there. San Francisco. Yeah. So the history of San Francisco regarding suicides and the bridge in particular, it has uh, the claim, not the claim, it is a fact that San Francisco was the first city in all of North America to have suicide prevention installed in their communities. Cool. It was a BBC reporter. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Uh, Bernard Mays. He moved here in 1961. So almost 50 years ago in 62, he started, uh, I think it was called Call Bruce or, or like Talk Bruce or Bruce Talk or something. Okay. Um, where he set up a little phone line with volunteers. He was mm-hmm. trained in psychology mm-hmm. uh, to receive calls. And this was a crisis helpline for suicides. And it was based in the one of the rooms of a hotel in San Francisco. And I think they started out with seven, wow. seven lines and seven volunteers 50 years ago this year. And he was a major advocate for it of until his death, I think in like 2010. Uh, He would come back, and now San Francisco is the history and starting point of suicide prevention in the United States. So, in your opinion, what would have changed this documentary from something you dislike to something that you think, wow, this is really powerful, this is really um, a good thing? Just give more, like, suicide prevention information? Because there was Um, a lot of, like, silence where you could have maybe put Not only that, like, the beginning and the end of the film, you absolutely could have done this and, like warnings maybe because <laughs> it doesn't even give you the title i don't what's think what's the is it it's 18 plus or r like what's the rating i, I have it? no idea I don't even, yeah i yeah i would I, hope i, I would I, think pg-13 yeah or even like maybe not rated or like mature audiences yeah um like one below porn which is strange <laughs> uh, that would be like nc-17 and that yeah. means like it's never like, been on a you can watch it's rated r Okay, like you can watch someone Restricted. kill themselves faster and easier than you can watch someone have sex. That's strange, but it's another point. So I think what would have made Welcome this Welcome to America, more, kid. Yeah, really. I think what would have made this more uh, acceptable and more uh, warm and understanding would be maybe some more preventative uh, messages and sentiments and mm-hmm. absolutely the history of San Francisco and the bridge and the experience of the film crew itself yes yeah. first of all eric Steele lied on his application form hey, to he, get, <laughs> don't some, even <laughs> uh, to get onto the property of where he decided to set up cameras he lied on his application but i would have done the same thing because yeah. he didn't really lie well he said that he was going to capture the majesty of the region and of the bridge yeah 
Right. No, you're capturing suicides. But uh, daily. You're, so this is a daily thing. So this, it gets really philosophical, I think. Um, I retained, before I finished this documentary, the, f- the thought that perhaps Eric could have gone into this hoping, through a shadow of a doubt, that this was the one year nobody commits suicide on the bridge. And Damn. he wants to film that. So if you set up cameras and you always film, hopefully, how lucky would we have been if that was the result? Yeah. What an incredible documentary. That's worth it. But he fucking knew. So, like, so I wonder knew. how long they were filming until they got the first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here uh, for a second. So like Mitch said, you know, they didn't tell anyone what this was about because they didn't want people to say, oh, hey, like this is shooting mm-hmm. there. Like maybe I right. want to get into the documentary. I'm gonna I want to be on TV. So- you know, again, and I think there's a very real possibility that, hey, the less yeah. people we tell, yeah. the less there's going to be some kind of leak. I totally agree. Um, yeah. So I would I would argue as that's a reason why um, there was a, a lie on the application to get them there. I, I don't yeah. disagree, and I see your point, yeah. but could you not have maybe approached the Golden Gate Bridge... Um, committee. No, they would have shot this fucking down so hard. They would have, but maybe if he had been like, look, this is going to be about suicide in all of its enigmatic forms. It's one of the strangest of human behaviors. I would really like to capture it. San Francisco has a really rich history of prevention and awareness and mental health, but it also has a really tragic history of suicide. It was the capital of suicides in the world um, up until I think like the late, late eighties, early nineties. And, and then it shifted to other places in the world, like Japan and China for other reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if he had have maybe gone into it, even in its production with a little more heart, maybe he wouldn't have had to lie. Maybe he could have partnered with the city of San Francisco, not made it public, still do it very secretively, but he would have maybe been a little bit more accepted. So, so you're part of the Golden Gate, uh, bridge authority or whatever. Um, Eric, really? cool. Eric Steele comes to you and says, okay, yeah, this is what we want to do. This is why, including all the things you, you just mentioned. Um, and then you go home and, and you tell your wife, oh yeah, they're going to shoot a, uh, a, a documentary about, you know, suicide and the bridge yeah. and stuff. And then your wife tells someone, I, th- again, I could be 100% completely wrong. And, and I understand that fact. Um, but, but I think that lowers the risk of that happening. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. And I, I completely understand. Yeah. But like, there's a level of confidentiality that would go with something like this. Like, cops aren't allowed to talk about active cases. They adhere to it to a degree. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> they, obviously, some people break those rules. But I think... If, I think that shit's broken all the time, man. Because it's just right. like... But like, people can commit suicide whenever and wherever and however they wish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not... Do you new. endorse that? You stand behind that statement? Yeah, I do. There's a volcano in uh, in China. Fuck, that'd that. be sick. People jump in that shit? Yeah, <gasps> 600 people a year. Fuck yeah! 600 people a year. That's more yeah. than a person a day. Yeah, that's like two a... You'd be like, okay. They're doing two a days. Why? Hey, why are, we, why are you here? Fuck like, you, oh, Huawei. I'm just having lunch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sick Enjoy. of making and Apple no. phones. <laughs> Dude, in a volcano. Like, man, yeah, fuck. It's way crazy. Even but, like, yeah, so uh, like, God damn it. They kill themselves way cooler than we do. Yeah, they're just, they've got real soul. Fuck. An artistic. You think there was an open volcano, Canadians would just be hucking themselves into it? No way. They'd be like boiling maple syrup and shit over it. Yeah, that's true. No, don't jump, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Making French fries. Um, 
Oh, that's a French toast there. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, Um, exactly. I'll stop. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it would have been nice to see, um, kind of a history of, of all that. Yeah, no, I didn't know any of that. But I, I I think it would have changed the document. And, and you're saying you wanted that change, but I think it would have made it something. Well, I absolutely want that change, but from the perspective of the unaware viewer that we're special, I think in that regard that we, we purposefully dig into this shit and we look at them really. Yeah. So the average viewer is not going to do that. Like if I'm just having dinner with my wife and we're just like, Oh, what's on cable. And then we flip to the bridge. Holy fuck. I might kill myself. (laughs) But but, I've also seen deliver us from evil on cable. And I was like, uh, Jesus Christ. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I might go out to West Virginia. I, I think there are, a million more harmful documentaries than this. I think, mm-hmm. I think this one, like just me watching it, like it, it, it may, and again, I'm going to go back to the point and maybe I'm wrong. Um, but You're back never in, wrong, Tyler. But back in 2006, again, we weren't talking about suicide prevention as much as we are today. Um, and I think like, you know, we have the luxury of seeing, you know, the shows on A&E about addiction and stuff like that. Uh, and they flash up that, you know, if you're experiencing addiction yeah. and you need help yep. to this. Yeah, like intervention, they don't take advantage of people at all. <laughs> right. So yeah. they totally and, do. And That's I just, and I just don't know if this was that, that was that common, uh, when this came out yeah. Like in, yeah. in, in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah. Not in you were like just a, a young pup. So you don't know that. Not then. in a real broad <laughs> stroke. No, maybe not the, the internet change the fucking world in that regard yeah. because yeah. you can just Google like, how do I kill myself? Yeah. I will say too that uh, Google, Bing, Yahoo, Ask Jeeves, and I think Microsoft Edge, they all have decided to put uh, resource material at the very top with a privileged position on any search that contains things like how to kill or like I want to die. Like these things are searched mm-hmm. all the time. Because oh, you got to use DuckDuckGo or a VPN. Yeah, they but don't give a fuck. You just find so, out what you're looking for. But even Google. But yeah, that's cool. Has co-opted that's, to yeah, put that's prevention cool. first, and these guys did not put but, prevention so, first. But do you think? Because that wasn't around in 2000. Do you think some, something like this helped? There had to have been like a hotline or Perhaps. something. Oh, like oh, there yeah. was. Oh, there was absolutely a suicide. Yeah. suicide so they could have just been like, "Hey, if you want to reach out." But we didn't talk about it. We still could have just put it there to Christian's point of like, even if not, ta- like we didn't talk about fucking pedophiles, but no. when Chicken Hawk was made. But there was no links to resources for, you know, if you've been a victim of, of uh, abuse, sexual abuse. No. Uh, in that yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. That's a, that is a good point, but I don't think Chicken Hawks was presented in a way that was like starkly check this out. Yeah. It was, it was extremely aware in that these people have feelings and this isn't just, um, a visualization of pedophilia. Like they talk to psychologists, they talk to doctors, like this is a Mm -hmm. natural thing. People need to understand that. And there are ways to uh, move on either incorporating or not incorporating this in everyone's lives. But there was nothing like that. And they didn't talk to doctors. They didn't talk to any kind of representative of the San Francisco suicide prevention organization. Mm. Like they, they, that's what I'm saying. I'm really glad that we watched this because going like last week, I would have not like, to say we were going to have this conversation and like, nah, like yeah. this will just be like some whatever. Like, yeah, it's just a doc about it's just another crazy one, which yeah. is crazy to be like, ah, hey, whatever. It's just a doc about suicide. Yeah. It's, it is strange. And I, I, yeah, it's I definitely side with you, Tyler, in that regard, like this, 
in a way, in a, in some universe deserves to exist exactly mm-hmm. as it does. I think for you and for you, Mitch and myself, we can see these things and we can remove ourselves from them and we can take a look at them. But we also like, we feel at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this made your palms sweaty at one point. Oh, for sure. Do you think it's right that the New Zealand government, um, got, cause it was on Netflix and New Zealand petitioned to get it off of New Zealand Netflix. I mean, I see, I don't see, like, I think there's so much gratuitous violence and, and other stuff in, but dude, they yeah. like, uh, I don't know if New Zealand, but Australia, like GTA was like banned, banned. Yeah. And that's just a fucking video game for sure. And, and I'm not one of the people who believes video games leads to yes. uh, kids acting. Violent, but I think the New Zealand thing. government, their reasoning was that their suicide rate is the highest in like whatever the fuck that thing was. OE, OEDC. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. It's so in developed countries. So maybe they were just like, yeah. no, no, we can't. Right. We but, can't have this. And see, and that's, they don't have like giant bridges thing. That but, wasn't a decision made by one person either. Like yeah. that, that clearly was I would a, hope a not. decision made by a group of people. I, I think that that's a little more fair because they collectively have decided and they've deliberated. Yeah, just, but that's fucked up censorship, man. Like, like there's that, no way ever yeah, they asked, true. they didn't go door true. to door and it's the internet of like, fuck off. But see, and I think like, okay, so, you know, I know Netflix has a Canadian division. They have US, UK. So if New Zealand has like Netflix, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, you know, they have the power to before, um, that movie comes on, flash up a card that says, hey, yeah. what you're about to see yeah. has, um, you know, intimate uh, depictions of suicide. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're feeling this way, do this. If you yeah. feel like jumping, yeah. here's, here's, keep your feet on the ground. Yeah, here's uh, here's some suicide prevention uh, outlets for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I th- don't again, jump.org. I think this, people who watch this, more often than not, we'll see the the kind of more sympathetic side of it than the, yeah. oh, hey, those people jumped off. I should go do yeah. the same thing. I'm going to yeah. be next. It, it does definitely, um, I, think, I think it promotes those feelings for sure. I think the world is generally getting better, a little more aware of itself. So it, it might just be a generational perspective. Um, People I are wild, though. I don't deny that at yeah. all. That they just see, like, something tall, and then they're like, I'm going to jump off that. Yeah. And other people but, are like, oh, that's like an engineering marvel. That's super cool. And then they're like, ah, oh, this seems like a cool place to end it. But, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, totally have, have, you, have you ever been on something tall and just, like, stood at the edge and be like, I wonder what it would feel like to jump off this right now? Have you ever had that feeling? No, because yeah. I know it would fucking not feel no, good. But like, no, but like in like a thought experiment yeah. kind of way, you're like, oh, I could put a two bicycle wheels on the front of my bike. I might work like that. Uh, and then you stand at the top of a building. I'm like kind of like deathly tower. afraid of heights. So, so I would I. never, but yeah. like I get in a car because when you have that, when you're driving, you'd be like, man, you could just fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So same that's, thing. That is yeah. actually a strange uh, phenomenon that guns in the presence of people's homes, you're more likely to find gun violence. Yeah, <laughs> bro, if I had a gun, that? I'd be fucking swinging that shit around right yeah. now for and no like, reason. You drive a car, it instigates road rage. And as funny way that this ties into this documentary is um, something that we saw in Five Broken Cameras and The War on Democracy. I can't remember that director's name, John something. Um, 
Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, the first name, right? Uh, yeah. So he, you know, he him on a first a name basis, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, me and John go way yeah. back. When John was in Argentina, <laughs> he was a war correspondent, and this has been well documented for National Geographic and uh, any like Al Jazeera. There's a lot of this uh, talk, but the camera gives you a certain uh, distance to what you're capturing. And there was a guy, there was a wild section of this documentary, and it connects to a couple of other things that I want to talk about. The guy who was just taking pictures. Yeah. And he was a complete random bystander, totally yeah. there by chance. And he sees this girl, and he takes her picture in a few different ways. But then he's like, whoa, she, she's about to jump. But he didn't quite stop taking pictures. He took like one or two more, and then he was like, fuck. Yeah. He totally, like, he, he broke that spell, and he yeah. reached down. He just yeah. yanked her up sat on her chest, yeah. called the cops, and she was fine. She attempted it a few more times, but I think she's okay. There's a, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen him, but the famous photo of the African kid who's, like, dying. He's crouched, yes. And then, the, yeah, like, exactly. the, do you know the picture I'm talking about? And there's, like, a vulture in the background. But that guy took that picture, and that picture won, like, so many fucking awards. Yeah. But then if you, like, the picture's this way, and if you just turn, like, there was a camp like right there. But that guy was like, I'm just observing. Like, I'm not going to be right. involved. And then he killed himself because he was like, fuck, I, I should have saved that baby. I made a mistake. So it was like that guy was like in probably the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to call it. I wrote it down in my note here. I'm going to call it the lens perspective that you are capturing. Yeah, it's got to. It's definitely something because so I've somewhat guy, had it happen, but not like. Right. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you just you capture strange things behind a camera and then you were like, oh, my God, this this really just happened. I need to maybe go out there right. and yeah. be, be the person, not the camera. Yeah. And that guy in this documentary experienced that very same thing. And more powerfully, I think uh, the cameraman of five broken cameras, he used that very sense to keep filming. Cause it was a fucking scary thing. Like he almost died. Yeah. He got hit multiple times, but that camera was like a shield. A shield. It, mm -hmm. was, it was protection. It was security. Even if it was just psychological, yeah. at one point it was physical. It uh, like deflected shrapnel. But regardless, um, he continued filming before any kind of real attack happened to him directly yeah. because he felt safe behind the camera. And I think that the production crew of this documentary was maybe experiencing that and they might not have known it. Maybe they did, but... Yeah. It just, it, it struck me when that guy said and did what he did. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a thing that happens to people and the insensitivity that I think I've picked up on in this documentary, whether it's real or not, it's my mm -hmm. experience, um, maybe could be attributed to that. And I, I can't 100% blame people for that. Right. People are people. And this clearly happens. This is just a very sensitive topic that it happened about. And it's, it's tragic, but I mean, yeah, like people. That is people. a weird thing that your brain does. You're just like, ah, oh, no, I'm not like, it's through the camera. So just, like, whatever. Reorientation. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. But this is just a particularly sensitive topic for it to for happen sure. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. Huh. Well, do you think any of the people that jumped were like fucked up by sharks? <laughs> also, if they die of hypo, this is going to be such <laughs> a stupid fucking question. If people like when they, if they don't die from when they jump, they die from hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Stupid question. Sharks can be in cold water. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Huh. There's That's shark, like where they live. 
Yeah. Sharks off the uh, coast of Newfoundland. No yeah. way. Or is it like off Greenland? That's why we're keeping those Newfies there, eh? They're like some of the oldest Try and get fish off. in the world. Like 350 years old. They, like alive. Excuse me, that's just how old they've lived. Oh yeah, because there's that giant like shark, like that really big one that's in like... Whale? The, whale shark? Yeah. I guess that's different. But it's yeah, I don't green, know why I was thinking shark. yeah. like sharks are like just chilling where it's warm. Mm. I mean, like some... They're everywhere. Like some yeah. tropical sharks. Wait, you're telling me there's sharks everywhere? I think so. Whoa. Probably not in the St. Lawrence, but poof. I think I think they, they have come up a little ways. I bet you. Fuck, I man. Imagine. Like, dude, imagine you're just fucking fishing in Montreal and like, whoa. Ah, yeah. What there, the hell is that? Bites your little dinghy. Okay, well, uh, I don't feel, oh, I still feel pretty stupid. But I knew there were sharks <laughs> in the water, but I was like, I thought it was like warm. But then I guess looking at a yeah. map, you'd be like, ah, I could see... How it's like right uh, on the like the coast too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, the golden gate to the ocean. Yeah. Um yeah. one I guess one part about um that guy with the camera who pulled that woman up back over the railing, just before that happened, she was the culmination of a really horrendous uh musical number <laughs> in my opinion. Wow, you really hate everything about this. I, fucking I like do. it. It like I think it has Keep potential going. but it doesn't. Keep yes. going. Um just as an, an aside, the music director for this also did the music for Touching the Void, which we talked uh, about with uh, the director of The Summit. Yeah. yeah. It's the story of those those guys who had that massive um incident in the Andes. Um one guy was left behind and he crawls his way back through Miles of snow. Anyways, yeah. Um, the musical director for this documentary in particular, The Bridge, is maybe not someone that I uh, respect as a music director for films because that woman who was pulled back up over the railing by that uh, photographer bystander, the music that led up to that, in my opinion, um, I'm no music historian, but whatever, super whimsical and almost like a fucking Bugs Bunny sequence that there was a couple of different footages of people and they were all just doing their thing, going for walks. And it was like, and then we fucking cut to this girl. She's climbing over the railing. We cut to the guy who's with the camera and he saves her fucking life. Um, that is, that was a joke. And yeah, see, I, and I, I don't remember. I think, yeah, it, it struck me like the, the music in this was, ridiculous it was ridiculous in the most classical sense that it was worth ridicule that yeah. it was insensitive tacky poorly timed it was just yeah. it was crap so it was and, crappy and again I, and i'm on the other side of the fence like the there's like i, I don't remember the whimsical uh music at, at that point uh, in time um but but i do remember um I, yeah I, I thought the music fit it for for whatever I think it it fit perfectly, but I think it fit vapidly. That it was just it was just superficial. Um, like the musical choice, it did absolutely fit. Unfortunately, the music that they played for the last scene of Jean's um, ending was uh, <laughs> pretty on the nose. I don't think there was a whole lot of depth of feeling or thought that went into that song choice. I think the opening lines were literally like, we will see you soon. And it just, it was, 
it was like being at a really, really awkward funeral where whoever directed this fucking funeral was probably not very close with the family and they do this all the time. So they just, they don't really care anymore. It, it would be interesting to talk to like the friends and family and, and get their yeah. um, position on it now. Um, like the DVD commentary will be weird. Holy fuck. Like if the crew, like, hey, yeah. Christian, remember when Tim was jumping? Like, oh, man, I had the sickest bagel that morning. Yeah. Shit was so good. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I wonder it if would this be got weird. a DVD print or if it just Yeah, yeah it did. Okay. I don't think a lot of docs don't really have commentary because, like, they just don't have the money for it. But Yeah. And, like, uh, it kind of adulterates the point of a documentary. Um, but, dude, like, oh, man, a Herzog commentary would be the shit. But a Herzog film is just... Herzog yes, comment. it would be like, <laughs> but let's then Herzog talking about himself in the film would be like, this is so many layers of awesome. Like, yeah. holy shit. Um, <laughs> and, and I have a hard time believing like the, they didn't try and do, and maybe they missed the mark. Uh, you know, there's definitely you that. And, yep. and I think, didn't miss I think, the water. <laughs> okay. So Mitch is not allowed back anymore. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and and I think they they did have the like in my my opinion, just watching it, I I, I think they had the the best intentions. Um, yeah, but no, I I would agree. Um, I think everyone kind of falls short at some point in their life. Like this maybe isn't the most uh, amazing thing Eric Steele has ever done. He wouldn't agree with me either, and well, he would agree that he's just like yeah, fuck. Like I made this. This was one of my first things that I ever did. Like it was my directorial debut and fuck, I fucked up. Like, Do we know what else he's done? Uh, yeah. He did a follow up to this even. And speaking of making something and fucking up the kid who made uh, loose change, the nine yeah. th- 11, th- th- I heard um, David Farian actually interviewed him and he was like, I fucked up. I was like 22 and but, thought this would be a cool idea. But and no, then, he doesn't say he right. fucked up. He says, he wish he hadn't have done it now because yeah. of, of he's just the loose change kid. Yeah. Um, oh, know, I see. He, yes. He's done documentaries. So on, it's selfish. He's done documentaries on uh, like police brutality since then, but nobody talks about that. All they talk about is loose change. Yeah. Because, I see. Yeah. Because he was 21 years old and yeah. made this film that just went extremely viral. But I and mean, there's been like updated, ver- there's like 12 updated versions of this thing. Yeah. Which Holy is crazy. Shit. And he's you know, trying. He's had Alex Jones come in and do. You don't talk uh, shit about the great Alex Jones. Yeah. So of all the people you could get in to talk about something like that and call him the great. <laughs> well, so the the interview Mitch is talking about is from uh, Armchair and Dangerous. It's yeah. uh, David Ferrier's podcast with Dax Shepard. Right. Yep. The conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. So David Ferrier plays just snippets while they're kind of talking about it because that episode was about 9-11 and all the conspiracy theories that come from it. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but he, so he plays snippets and, and Dax Shepard kind of nails around. Hey, he goes, he doesn't sound like someone who is genuinely sorry for making it. He's sounds like someone who's genuinely sorry that people keep attributing. Th- that was it. the best thing that yeah. he made. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So oh, it is kind of fucking weird. So about yeah, um, whatever else Eric Steele has done is probably shit too. But he did a no, thing man, called Ripple. No, I'm just fucking Jesus with him. fucking Christ, Fuck man. you, Eric. I don't give a shit. Hey. So he did another thing called I think it was called Ripples in the Water, and it was about Kevin Hines, the kid who he talked to who survived. His specific story, like really, really fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 2018. Oh. Um, so like he he is still aware of. This he's still making just, money off the fucking bridge, man. <laughs> he's doing it, isn't he? Um, so, so like he's yeah he some of the things that he's done uh, revert back and they incorporate themselves into this documentary as well. So like it's still on his mind for sure. Anyway. Did you watch any ripples like any of no, ripples in the water? I no, not no. I, I didn't. A, I didn't want a, to. What a crazy name. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. He did another one. It's all about water. It's called Kiss the Water. Um, fucking him and James Cameron <laughs> love with the color blue I think he was just the uh, producer on that one okay right. he's done a lot of producing maybe yeah. executive style but um, more, more so than uh, than directing cool yeah so Kiss the Water is just about um, someone uh, that's a chick making fly fishing uh, bait what? in Ireland It's like she makes like the best fly fishing bait in the world what the fuck yeah it's strange but that's I think so it's called Kiss the Water I would not have guessed that fly fishing was huge in Ireland no no me neither but um, yeah, it's, oh, it's artful, I guess. So he did direct that one. Cool. Okay. Um, but That'd he, be something to check out. He was a producer on uh, Bring Out the Dead, which is a Nick Cage film. Yeah. Uh, Julie and Julia. Which is yeah. <laughs> the fuck is lovely? It's about Julia Childs, the French American cook. Uh, yeah. American cook who cooks French style for Americans. That's so confusing. Yeah. She, but okay. I think, released the first residential, like a home-based cookbook. Because I don't think cookbooks really existed before it, it she It was did just her. like in a restaurant? Yeah. Or it was, it was like just it was like specific. family recipes? Yeah, like, like people passed them down. She did a, like a cooking show like back yeah. when it was black and white, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she was one of the first to make cooking uh, like an okay thing, like a high class cooking, but for yeah. normal people. We're talking too much about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I'll say about Kevin Hines uh, is it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd phenomenon to hear someone speak about their relationship with God after a thing like this. And, oh, fuck, this is, this is pure philosophy. This isn't exactly what I would like my heart to be about. But um, the Christian church absolutely prohibits suicide. and they, Yeah, bro, because you can't give them money if you're fucking dead. First of all. <laughs> but, um, like, the, the Christian religion rejects suicide victims. Maybe that's not their stance now because... Uh, they wouldn't exist if they completely rejected those things, but they they prohibit Whoa. suicide 100%. And what do most people who survive suicide do is they find God. Yeah. That's strange to me. Like, that's yeah. just... But that's the same thing as, like, it's a drug addicts. Not. Like, I was fucking shooting heroin in my eyeballs, and then yeah. now I'm, I shoot Jesus into my eyeballs. So, like, yeah. oh, man, there's always got to be something. I, I think it just gives someone... Who, who's going through that? Yeah. Something to cling on to. Something. Absolutely. It gives them. Yeah. It gives them logical reasoning as to why they're. Yeah. They're still around. Yeah. Like oh well, fuck. Geez, I, I just jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. The only logical reason I can still be here to talk about it mm -hmm. is God didn't want me to die. No, He landed on a seal. There, there's a higher power <laughs> there that, uh, um, kept me around. Yeah. And, and yep, I think like I see it. Yeah. What's like. I'm well, not going to turn that down to someone. You yeah. do, like, you incorporate whatever you want yeah. into your life. And that, I guess, brings us to another strange point. Uh, the Canadian government, uh, two days ago, 
tabled a proposition and the liberal government who is in charge right now with a majority, I believe, uh, is supporting this, that there is now going to be talks of assisted suicide yeah. or assisted deaths, medically assisted deaths for people with incurable mental diseases. No matter the age? Uh, it's still super new. Oh. I'm not 100% sure. I just, I saw this on the CBC, um, but... Fuck. That is a huge step, like for the whole world. I don't know of any other country that would include anguish in mental health as um, a part of their uh, medically assisted dying. See, program. China deals with it, but they just take you out back. Yeah, they're like that. The Yangtze Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Your head hurt now. You don't have head. I'll give it's you tax okay. Money. <laughs> um, yeah, but like that's that is a wildly progressive and a really a really insanely huge step for. Um, I guess, like mental health awareness and uh, like help. Uh, I don't know what the right word that I'm looking for here, but yeah. it's like that. That's an, that's a huge step. Like the, it was controversial when there was medically assisted dying for things like cancer and mm. um, Alzheimer's and whatnot. But now it includes things like chronic um, depression mm. and yeah. other other mental afflictions. That's huge. Well, which is. Good. Like, like I wish they would put more um, time and thought into helping people like that. Like, mm. And I, I, I agree, you know, sometimes people just get to a point where it's just, they, they can't anymore. Sometimes it's yeah. chemical too. Yeah. Like yeah. depression is absolutely a chemical so, phenomenon. That's so fucking so, crazy, man. Yeah. I've, like, I've what got, other animal, like you think there's like, what the fuck? Like gorillas are just walking around the jungle. Like, fuck man. This fucking <laughs> sucks. Some of them maybe. Like yeah. how the holy Jesus pandas I, and orcas. I, and I I don't discount that it doesn't happen. Yeah, I think, I, like I think, they've observed dolphins having depression and shit. Yeah, yeah. But th they don't have the society and like they don't have the wherewithal to say, yeah, I'm gonna go end it. Like they, yeah. they probably just yeah. you know kind of wander off, get sad, don't eat. And just like die, unfortunately, like it's lower, longer, slower death. I I feel Fuck. like I have heard of elephants yeah. doing this. Yeah. That um, yeah, there's like a pace, like a certain place that they go to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah if they know they're dying, ants. Per say, like strangely enough, they also do this. They have that kind of behavior where they know that if they're terminally sick, they yeah. will leave the colony and they will just go die out in the wild. Yeah. Um, so like right now, like. Uh, like a few years ago, there was the uh, the pot stock boom. Like right now, it's it's psychedelics dealing with uh, mental health. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, dude! So oh, I, I thought you meant like in a stock boom. Yeah. Well, oh, it's really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I'm shit. I'm invested in a company called MindMed. Okay. Um, who they're they have three clinical trials going on right now. Um, Our DMT comes next week, so <sighs> get prepared. Dealing with okay. Dealing with <laughs> LSD. Um, to cure, to help uh, treat uh, depression, anxiety, yeah, yeah, addiction, it, like mushrooms, probably too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, wow. Um, Ayahuasca is huge with like depression yeah. and addiction and so, shit. Like super long lasting. As yeah. Well. So so yeah, I, I, I think we're making strides to to talk more about yeah, man. mental yeah. health. Hundred percent. And, yeah. and you know, if I could make any criticism of this, I I, I agree with Christian. I would want you know a, a splash page at the end saying. Hey, you know, if you've ever um, had suicidal thoughts or whatever, yeah. if you've ever thought about this, like the um, '80s music video, call, do some uh, LSD, yeah, yeah, <laughs> call before call you the, jump, get high, call, call this number. Um, but uh, all in all, uh, yeah, I 
I love this. Cool. <laughs> Christian and I will agree to disagree. Okay. I thought it was good, and, and but I feel like but, I might get canceled because they've just been making fun of suicide the whole time. But, but you know, and I think that's the great thing about we'll this. We'll go down together. That's a great thing yeah, about this podcast, I got a life jacket right? like, on, fuckers. Yeah, that's true. We don't all have to agree that, uh, you know, what no docs we like, jokes. What, what, locks we, what docs we don't like. Yeah. Um, you know, we can have different perspectives. Okay, so. I, made a, I made a Harold and Ma joke and you didn't even get it. <laughs> so fuck you. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Um, yeah. Okay, think, so yeah. since Mitch uh, cracked all the jokes, we'll make him pick the next uh, rock. Right. Sick. Shuffle away. That way... Uh, Deliver us from evil. Here we come. Yeah, that way if he no, picks a really shitty one that yeah. we can... You fucking idiot. Yeah. Rating on him. I will say that there is there is a massive body of work of people who uh, love people and life in and of itself, like philosophers and just the lay psychologists uh, who have attempted to explore and understand more about suicide in general. And time is absolutely your friend. That it's it's worth just looking into to see the history of what people in the past have had to say. That's one of the most important things about living is that you don't have to do it alone. Especially now, man. Like, you'd be yeah. like, like the dude, I'm alive now. Like, imagine I was alive 300 years ago. Like, holy fuck. You would feel more alone than you'd ever feel Holy Jesus. Or like, you'd be like, I'm, I would be like, like, the three of us would be old men. Yeah. They're like, yeah. what? The, and like, we'd have like fucked up hips and like half a head and yeah. like three quarters of an arm. Yeah. Like there's, there's such a Jesus Christ deep uh, catalog of conversation that has happened for the past 2000 years yeah. even. Like Seneca, a Roman philosopher, he has touched on things like suicide and that's depression. crazy. Cicero has touched on this. Like there's, there's oodles and oodles of resources and all you have to do is take a second yeah. and just look back. And that's explain. crazy. Do you feel like you think about it, this for a long time? It's always perplexed us. It would have like really fucked up the Romans head because they're like, wait, there's a guy over there that has literally everything and he just killed himself. And like yeah. this slave dude has been here for 20 years and he's still here. Like you would think that this guy would kill himself, mm -hmm. but the guy who has everything did it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, what's what's going on? Why? Crazy. Yeah, it's worth it to just give yourself a little more time and to just look into these things. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so... Now, this, this one will make you suicidal, so get ready. Next uh, week's doc is a Oscar-nominated doc. Okay. So we're, we're getting uh, into Oscar time and... Uh, are we? I don't even know when the Oscars are. I, I think it's actually supposed to be in February, but... Are they like virtual Oscars this year or... Nobody exactly. actually wins, yeah. Okay. You just get like a hologram of the little um, dude. Yeah. But yeah. So oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. So we will be watching Gasland. Um, Gas. Oh, this was on Netflix some years ago. Could have been. She's about fracking. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, like a natural gas company gives this guy $100,000 to frack on his land. And then he goes and makes a documentary about it. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's pro, pro, <laughs> oh. pro, pro, yeah. pro fracking. Although, oh, God. Yeah. I guess it'd have to be. No, <laughs> that's super cool. I mean, there's nothing but good that comes out of just fucking blasting chemicals into the ground, Holy into water. Balls. That's so, fucking awesome. Yeah, this was this had a lot of hype behind yeah. it. Like the trailer's pretty crazy. So we oh, will right. uh, talk more about uh, natural grass fracking. Natural gas fracking. Natural grass. Gasland. Uh, next week. So uh, <laughs> join us again. Light yeah. up. Thanks, Take guys. Your time. Thank you.